0: David. And this is All Bad Things.
1: COVID edition.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, follow us into Twitter, Facebook at All Bad Things Pod, Email us allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook discussion group and our Discord.
1: Oh, and I forgot to say welcome, everybody. Welcome.
0: Oh, yes. You and, said hello. And
1: do all those things.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, You may notice that we sound a little distant today. <laughs> and we are. muffled. That would all be correct. So... If you don't follow us on the social media, you uh, you may not n- know that uh, David tested positive for COVID on yep. Tuesday. Mild. I would have
1: got away with it too if it wasn't for those damn kids. What? It's, it's nothing. It's a Scooby Doo reference. Oh,
0: <laughs> an old old person reference. No, yeah. <laughs> I know Scooby Doo, but. <laughs>
1: Meaning like I, I went over two years without getting it and, and Oh, gotcha. It finally came.
0: Yeah. It was my turn. Yep, that happens. Um so we're recording this Sunday. We're recording this the day before it comes out because we've been trying to get as far into this and to decide like how what the safest way to record was. I am still testing negative.
1: I tested negative today.
0: You did, you did. This was day five, so mm-hmm. so there's a chance you're well, you you feel better, mm-hmm. yeah. for one thing. But it was just, uh, fortunately, like, you're vaxxed and boosted. hmm So it was just pretty much just like a cold, That's right? basically all it was, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, we're trying to isolate from each other. <laughs> in a 850 square foot home, which is tricky.
1: Well, thankfully we have a back deck, which is where I have yes. been most of the last five days, Yeah, just staying outside.
0: Mm-hmm. has been, been
1: like a... other than one day, it's been pretty nice out. So mm-hmm. it was a good excuse to just, I'll just be outside.
0: Yeah. And we've been wearing N95s and KN95s around each other. I get the bedrooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it... Seems to have been working so far, because I've been testing negative for recording today. The reason we sound so weird (laughs) is that uh, we have the mic much farther from us than we normally do, because we're trying to keep a little bit of distance, and we're both wearing (laughs) masks. So we're muffled and we're distant, so hence the...
1: Looks like we might be clipping here and there, too. No, that's just just a tiny bit. Uh, You don't have to
0: worry about those occasional spikes. Good. Yep. Okay. No, if if it was doing that constantly, that's an issue. But no. Okay. So you may just have to turn this up a little louder than you would <laughs> normally our podcast. So. But um, oh, you can turn that the other side off. to to right there. You go. No, it's, um, like warm. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, and it's a warm day today too. So, uh, moral of the story is get vaxxed, <laughs> get vaccinated, get boosted, because that will help your chances of. COVID not being a big deal for you. It's not a guarantee. And we don't know what long COVID is yet. But um, it's the best thing we've got. And it's uh, <clears throat> it's not been so bad for you.
1: No. No.
0: So, so yeah. So that's that's that. that story for us. That's our COVID story thus far.
1: On a more important note, <laughs> the Carolina Hurricanes knocked off the Boston Bruins yesterday. That's right. Here in Raleigh, which... If I hadn't been sick, I would have been there because I've, I've never been to a Game 7. But uh, but either way, that happened. So the Bruins are done. We are moving on. We don't know who we're playing. We're either playing the Rangers or the Penguins. We'll find out later today.
0: Who do you want them to play? I would
1: prefer playing the Rangers because the Penguins still have veteran guys that know how to play and They still have guys that have won Stanley Cups. So and the Rangers are pretty... In terms of the playoffs, pretty inexperienced. So, okay, I'd rather play them.
0: Well, and we play the Rangers a lot normally, right?
1: Yeah, we play them three times a year. They're in our division, so okay. Yeah, we do play them somewhat often. I can't remember. I think they, I think they won most of their games against them this year. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Either way. We are moving on.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> one, one step closer to a Stanley Cup.
0: There you go. What are your feelings about their chances for a Stanley Cup win? Well,
1: uh, Freddie Anderson is supposed to be coming back in really? this series. Yes. Okay. And he's Goy. been out. Yep. Um, he's been out for like five weeks at this point.
0: Lower body injury, right? Yes.
1: Mm. But, uh, and obviously I doubt, he, I mean, who knows if he'll be fresh or anything, but he'll mm-hmm. be good to have him back. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll see. I, I know everybody is, is so excited <laughs> about Hurricane Talk. Huh?
0: Well, we don't have any drinks to introduce because we are wearing masks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're wearing N95, so they don't they don't come off very easily. So, uh, so yeah. Are you excited about this episode?
1: I'm just excited to, to figure out what this whole thing I is. I know. I've been teasing. Oh, yes. first
0: off, I meant to, um, and this is... Uh, This is pertinent (laughs) to our current situation, too. So, uh, Haley submitted a script that has been added to the listener script pile, um, which I worked on yesterday to try and, like, make sure I had them all. Anyway, I'm sure I don't have them all, like, listed out. But um, she also uh, uh, said she'd like to answer some questions that we had in Andrea Doria Part 1. Okay. So I guess we were talking about, probably because it was Courtney's First Communion. I think we were probably talking about that. Okay. And um, about if adults who convert to Catholicism, like, get a First Communion or whatever. Well, Haley answered the question. Adults who are converting to Catholicism receive communion after they have completed a series of steps called Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults, which sounds uh, very culty. Uh,
1: yeah. But- <laughs> I would, I would make a terrible joke <laughs> there, but I'm not going to.
0: And typically, they are baptized, confirmed, and have their first communion all in one time around Easter Sunday. That's interesting. I didn't know that.
1: Fantastic.
0: <laughs> the second question you had was about the name of the virus that causes COVID-19. It is <coughs> SARS-CoV-2. Oh, that's, right. that's right, it is SARS. SARS-CoV-1 was responsible for the SARS outbreak in the early 2000s. Which
1: I remember, yeah.
0: MERS-CoV is responsible for MERS in the Middle East beginning in 2012 through today. I work in a research lab that handles h nl 63 a coronavirus that infects the airway in mostly children and can exacerbate asthma. So that's another a, smarty person. I was gonna say,
1: what? Why are why another are smart you person? I
0: know another <laughs> person who knows shit tons more than we do. So that's interesting because I know that um, coronaviruses are a type of yes. virus based on. It's almost
1: like a derivative. Of like it's a, a type yes. of a
0: coronavirus, right? Yeah. But there are all sorts of coronaviruses. There are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, thank you, Haley. Yes. Those good answers to those questions. So, yes, I have been teasing you massively about this topic. I see this as being a series that we can pick up kind of whenever we want, like um, somewhat regularly or whatever, similar to what You're Wrong About did with the O.J. Simpson trial. You know, they do a couple episodes here and there. Over time, in fact, I don't think they finished it. Oh, <laughs> They're still going on. They forgot. <laughs> um, and but each episode can stand alone. Sure. So once I say it, you're gonna you're gonna know what it is. But I don't think you're gonna guess the subtopic. Okay. My friend.
1: Watch out for this guy. He's like underneath your oh rock, I got you rocking rock, chair. Yeah, Jesse's
0: <laughs> Jesse's with us here. So, my friend, we are starting, we are opening the very long book of the 27 Club today.
1: Oh. Oh,
0: okay. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: Yes. Yes, indeed. So
1: in this first episode, you were saying it had to do with the Winter
0: Olympics? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. Yes, is I that, gave you a there, lot of is weird... Is famous
1: Olympian that's in the 27 Club? I gave you
0: a lot of weird hints yeah. about it. There is... A winter sports connection, a Russia connection, a Hollywood connection.
1: The Hollywood one, yeah. Yeah. That's what everybody knows. Now, wh- most
0: what part. what comes to your mind when you think... To, like, who comes to your mind when you think 27 Club?
1: Uh, Kurt Cobain, mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix, mm-hmm. I, Janis Joplin, too, mm-hmm. right? Um and there were some other people that just missed it. They, they. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy Winehouse. That's
1: right. She was like 28. No, she was 27. Oh, she was 27. Uh-huh. Oh. She's per-
0: she's a member. Okay. Um, Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones. Okay. He was one of the early members. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But Janice, Jimmy, and Jim Morrison. Oh, that's right. Jim Morrison. Too. All died within like a year and a half of each no other. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Wow. That's what codified this legend of the 27 Club. It
1: was hard to be a rock star in the 60s. I guess. <laughs>
0: right. So, my thought is that we can obviously cut. Co- they're mostly overdoses, right? Or mm. drug related, or, alcohol related. Or issues. suicide. Yeah, and suicide. Suicide,
1: uh, possible murder.
0: <laughs> right, depending on the conspiracy theories. Yeah. So, I actually think that. This is my opinion. We can discuss this because we haven't discussed it. My opinion is that we can cover the suicides as well. Yeah. Because I know suicide is. <sighs> Like listed as a crime, but I think it it's a is. mental health crisis. Yeah, yeah. Suicide is homicide of oneself, and homicide. It, it, it's codified sure. as a as a but as a crime. Sure, but who are you going a charge? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, the idea, the idea, yeah. I think, is so that if someone attempts suicide, you can you can commit them.
1: Okay, I oh, think I that's guess. the idea. Okay. You know
0: that there's a mechanism of law. Sure. It's not like they're. Putting people in jail for it—it's more like they can take legal action to yeah, which force them into rehab or whatever. Which anybody
1: who uh, attempts uh, that sort of thing, like you, don't want them just going right back out into so- society because well, you
0: don't—you you need to help them address whatever yes. is causing them to do that yeah. to want to
1: because you don't—you don't get to that by accident.
0: That's that's right. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's a mental health crisis, yeah. which is a disaster. Right, yes. mental health problems are a disaster. They are not a crime. No. So that's, now there are a few murders in this, according to Wikipedia, but not of people I've heard of. So I, uh, cause like, I think Tupac was too young.
1: I think he was 25. Biggie I think him was, and Biggie, were I think they, they both, were both 25. Okay. 25 or 26. But there was
0: somebody else, and I forget, I had not heard of the artists who were on the Wikipedia article as being murdered. That I don't think we should cover because that is crime. hmm But I think that, um, like accidents and suicides- yeah. count and that we can which means that if you want to do Kurt Cobain I'm okay with that
1: sure yeah yeah I might I might do that one yeah I, I re- remember a lot about when that yeah. happened mm-hmm. I was I was a young 17 year old lad mm-hmm. when that when that news broke yeah so I, I very much I do remember exactly where I was when I heard it and you know all that what people say like I remember what I was doing like I right. I, I still remember vividly well um, it was a big deal well and what kind of gets left out now um probably just for contextual reasons but what a lot of people forget now is that he was missing for five days oh yeah so that was mm-hmm. that was the original story is, mm-hmm. like he's he, he's missing he, he went missing he broke out of a rehab institution so oh, i don't really? want to get the, i don't want okay. get the facts wrong okay. something like that but for five days four or five days nobody knew where he was wow that is yeah and then then the, then the news comes on and it's just like Kind of confirmed what everybody was thinking, afraid of, yeah. But it was still pretty shocking. Yeah. You
0: know? Yeah. Well, and it had been a while since someone so big had died at that age. The twenty that was sort of revived the twenty seven club.
1: Big in music, yeah.
0: Yeah, and so did Amy yeah. Winehouse. Yeah. That also that was like twenty eleven, I think.
1: was it that long ago? Mm-hmm. Really? She's been yeah. dead that long?
0: Apparently, I looked it Jeez. up recently. Yeah. It seems like that was yesterday. You or know something? what's? You know what's circulating? um um is i don't i and i forget somebody tweeted it and then it went viral and this is just like within the past couple weeks someone tweeted it's amazing how many people over 25 don't remember that neil patrick harris served a cake of a dead amy winehouse like three months after she died so anyway i've
1: never even heard that yeah (laughs) like what the fuck it apparently (laughs) really
0: happened it was not a cake apparently it was like a meat platter but he had a halloween party and an extremely poor taste had and there's a picture of it somebody posted a picture had like a, a charcuterie thing or whatever but like of a uh, decomposing Amy Winehouse torso and head
1: NPH which is NPH wouldn't horrific. do that.
0: No, it just goes to show <laughs> no, what a fucking true. asshole he is, apparently. Have yeah.
1: you have you ever seen uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? No. <laughs> That's that was actually the movie the small little role that brought Neil Patrick Harris back.
0: Oh, after he, Dookie Howser <laughs> He
1: played himself in the movie. huh? And like it was kind of a running joke in the movie that everybody knew who he was and like what a badass he was. <laughs> And, like, there's one scene where he's talking to a cop about what Neil Patrick Harris had done to their car, and he's like, NPH wouldn't do that. <laughs> but apparently NPH would serve a, uh...
0: Yeah, selection. Uh, selection months after she died of alcohol poisoning. That's horrific.
1: That is... That's, like, that's shitty. D- maybe they had some sort of beef or something. Like, that's the only but, thing. But how but bad... But even so, been, like, I know, it would have had to have been pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like... Uh, Like, maybe like a, I don't know, like an Osama Bin Laden thing. Like, people would forgive, but Amy Winehouse, like, really? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a, all right.
0: So, anyway, I picked none of those people to start with.
1: We'll just talk about
0: them. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we'll just talk about them the whole time and take up the whole episode doing that. No, I'm going to say the name and see if you recognize the name. I am telling the story today, part one of the 27 Club. Of Anton Yelchin.
1: Oh, yeah. The, the actor. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is terrible. It
0: is horrible. And I'm going to make it even worse by talking a lot about think, him I as think a his, person.
1: I think his last name is actually pronounced Yelkin. It is not. It is not? <laughs> Do you know I how I know that? You looked it up.
0: No. I watched an entire documentary produced by his parents. Oh. It, which featured footage of him. Because I was going to say Yelkin, too. Uh-huh. Anton Yelkin. He introduces himself as Anton Yelchin.
1: Oh, good. Okay. Well, I, I so think he would know.
0: That's why. So, um... Yes, this is one of the most out-of-left-field, freak-accident Hollywood deaths period. Yeah,
1: this is... And this is recent. What, two or three years ago?
0: Uh, this is 2016.
1: Oh, it was that long? Mm-hmm. Jeez, it seems more recent than that.
0: I know. So, uh, almost six years this summer. It'll be six years. Oh. Um because he was there's... a good actor too yes yes he was and he did, we're going a lot to talk of, a lot about him
1: I've seen some of like his lesser known films um, like indie films he's, he's, mm-hmm. he was good it was a loss yes like it, it was it really, it really was,
0: was. Um, and I was originally going to do like a mashup topic hmm. of freak car accidents I was going to do him Isadora Duncan who died she was a Hollywood actress back in the 20s sounds she, like it. she died by she was wearing a long scarf and it got caught up in the oh yeah. my
1: god we'll
0: do her one day but that's fucking it's horrible
1: jesus and
0: then the death of kyle plush i don't know if you remember that it was a, within the past is. few years the kid who like climbed into the back seat of his van to grab something like his tennis equipment and then the seat like collapsed onto him and he crushed to death i've
1: never heard of that no that it's That's fucked it, up. it is a
0: horrible story just a kid like not a hollywood person or anything like 19 or something um he called 911 by using siri mm-hmm. twice and said this is my here's where i am this is what my car looks like here's my tag number and that information was not given to the Police who were there looking for him.
1: Well, I mean, why would you want to give that, the information of?
0: The, <laughs> I, I'm not going to get too far into or, or it because exactly I don't know what. Be. Yeah, what happened in? But basically, this poor kid, like, asphyxiated by being uh, trapped geez. by. Yeah, and it was not quick.
1: I know asphyxiation generally isn't.
0: Yeah, his dad. I think his dad found him like hours later. Yeah. It is horrible. It's a hideous, uh, horrible story. But then I saw that Anton Yelton was 27, and I was like, well, maybe we can just go ahead and make this our first 27 club. Sure. And then make the other two their own standalone episodes. So we might do that one day. But primary sources for this, AP News, CBS News, the Detroit Bureau, Grunge, Jewish Journal, Jewish Telegraphic Agency, Los Angeles Times... Uh, The documentary film that I mentioned was called Love on Tosha. I watched the whole thing. It's on Amazon Prime. You can watch it. The New York Times, Russia Beyond, StatisticsAndData.org. Unfortunately, TMZ was a prime source of Wikipedia.
1: TMZ was probably one of the first outlets on the scene, I guess.
0: So... I'm starting with Anton Yelchin because, like his death, I remember and it stuck with me because it was was just five years ago or six years ago.
1: Complete freak accident.
0: It was. It really, really was. It's one of those haunting things, you know, that you remember. So, Anton Yelchin's life uh, is interesting from before it began. He was born to something of athletic arts royalty. His parents are Irina Karina and Victor Yelchin. They are still alive. They both participated in the film. Famous figure skaters who performed as ice dancers. Have you heard
1: of them? Yes, I know know who that is. Really? Okay. Um, uh, probably like a, I would say mid eighties, probably somewhere around there.
0: Yeah, in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they that is they performed as ice dancers with the Leningrad Ice Ballet for fifteen years. Um, now that's uh, that's one of the reasons I was telling you, like, oh, I didn't know Leningrad is Saint Petersburg, but that's what it was called post
1: or Petrograd.
0: Yes, that was what it was called before <laughs> Leningrad. Yeah. So I couldn't find a picture of Victor skating, but this is Irina with a different partner. Huh, so that's nice. that's his mom, Irina. <clears throat> and there weren't tons of pictures of either of them from this era because they were dancing in Soviet Russia. I was gonna say, yeah,
1: there's not a ton of pictures of anything yeah. from that era. So they're they're all like in a locked in a closet somewhere.
0: Right. Now for those who may not know Russia and the Soviet Union, former Soviet Union. Is quite well known for producing excellent ice skating athletes, from hockey to ice dancing to pi- figure skating to speed skating. And all I would that. say they're
1: pretty well known for producing athletes overall.
0: That's true, but um, especially but just, during this s- era, yeah, the winter sports. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the reasons is pretty obvious. You need to ice, or, or um, you need ice to ice skate. the <laughs> lot of Russia gets very oh, cold, um, providing plenty of ice on which to skate. uh, cheaply like you can just go outside and do it if you want you know so it's there's not as much of a barrier to entry to just learn how to skate um like they put little kids on skates and (laughs) shove them on the ice you know it's basically
1: the same thing that (laughs) happens exactly
0: (laughs) um and around this time cheap ice skates were more readily available so it was easy to just get your kid to you know grow up Uh, ice skating, even in hard economic times. And Russia has had plenty of hard economic times. So when Russia became the Soviet Union, the USSR went to work uh, doing to ice skating what it did to most things, making it systematic, uniform, and a point of national pride. The Soviet Union won a total of 78 gold medals in the Winter Olympic Games in which it participated. Um,
1: And that's just gold.
0: That's gold. That's not overall. And the Soviet Union had a definitive lifespan that hasn't been for 30 years. So imagine if they had kept going. I mean, now you could compare Russia, you know.
1: Well, now they're all on steroids.
0: (laughs) Um, What do you think number one was? Gold medals in the Winter Olympics.
1: For what event, you mean?
0: Nope, just gold gold medals overall in the Winter Olympics. Which country leads?
1: Uh, I think it would be either us or them.
0: Uh, No, they were four. Really, they were fourth. Uh, U.S. is two. Norway is one. That
1: makes sense too. I was going to say it's probably like Norway or yeah, Finland, right? and, and Sweden. Germany is three. Okay, yeah, that makes sense too.
0: Um, yeah. So while the Olympics are ostensibly an amateur competition, oh, no, yeah. I mean, LeBron James played in the Olympics. Is not amateur, you know? Uh, there was never anything amateur about Soviet athletes. They were generally There's, there. Still isn't. Right, right, and most athletes, I mean, period. If, if
1: you, you can go onto YouTube and look at how they train um, youth hockey kids, I'm talking about, like, six, seven, eight-year-olds, and uh-huh. you're, you're just fucking, you're like, I didn't get that kind of training when I was, like, 18. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's nuts. Hardcore, yeah. Fuck yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, base, uh, I can, I'm not speaking to today, but back then, at the very least, um, they were supported by the state. So they were oh, yeah. being paid to do this professionally and basically given a BS job title.
1: And they were housed and... Yes, uh-huh. You know, that kind of uh-huh.
0: stuff, yeah. They um, A lot of them were listed as being members of the military.
1: Most, um, I'm pretty sure all of the men were.
0: Well, the women, that's, too.
1: Oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah. You're right, that's true.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But they,
1: they, and women actually fought in wars, like... Yeah, so, but yeah. what
0: they these people were actually doing was training. Oh, of course, <laughs> they were for okay. the sports. They were not. They were
1: actually... in the they were in the sports division of the military.
0: Yes, exactly. Well, hey, you can join the the Marines and be in the different. band. You know, uh, you still have to go through basic and stuff, but that's the bulk. Of I what don't know you how.
1: Do. Yeah, I don't know how that works in. I know in the <clears> army because I got recruited by the army a lot, and I, again, I don't know how they recruit today. I'm guessing they recruit today by like your country needs you and. Yeah. That kind of bullshit. But when I was getting recruited, I mean, we were in relative peacetime. Mm-hmm. So basically, how he was, he was like, Take So what do you, college. well, no, he was like, What do you want to uh, do for a living? Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, I want to be on the radio. And he's like, You can do that in the army. Yeah. Like, any answer you gave, mm-hmm. I want to be an accountant. You can do that in the army. Yeah. Because it's professional. It they yes.
0: need people who do all oh, yeah. those things. I mean, a, a, yeah. buddy of,
1: a buddy of mine that I went to high school with, he went to the Air Force and he was essentially a carpenter. That's, that's what he yeah. was. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. but for the Air Force. Mm -hmm.
0: So... Yeah. Yeah. He
1: wasn't flying planes. Right.
0: (laughs) Right. So, Irina and Victor, though they were very successful and very good ice dancers, they were not allowed to compete in the Winter Olympics, despite their accomplishments and skill. In 1972, they were ranked as the third best figure skating pairs team of the Soviet Union, which qualified them for the Olympics, unfortunately for the couple... They were Jewish in a country with systematic anti-Semitism sentiment. Anti-Semitic sentiment. Se- sentiment. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was trying to... Sorry, that was... Anti-Sentiment Semitic. Yeah, there's too many Semites. So Russia has, unfortunately, like most of the world, a long history of... Um, Bad actions and feelings towards Jewish people, including our country. I guess unfortunately
1: I uh, it doesn't surprise me. That, that, I, I that guess, Russia did yeah. I guess I didn't know that particular about Russia. So
0: just after World War II, Joseph Stalin began a specific campaign against Jewish people in the <laughs> Soviet <laughs> Union.
1: You know that thing we defeated Hitler on? Well, yeah. We're gonna pick it up yep. from here. Mm-hmm. We get to hate the Jews uh, now.
0: So <laughs> what he did, he. Uh, this is so funny <laughs> to <laughs> me. Talk, this
1: like talk about like uh, like what did you i know what did you 25 million russians died right and it's just Mm -hmm. like obviously that wasn't their main reason why right now we know but they were trying to
0: stop hitler from taking over russia from taking over their racket they're (laughs) like no 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 (laughs) no you know we're the world power we get to we get
1: to hate the jews more
0: right
1: um and this (laughs) i'm very glad i'm not jewish for a lot of reasons. Well, certainly one, anti-Semitism
0: is uh, a major problem imagine, and has been I, yeah, for a imagine. very long time.
1: I can't imagine having to fucking deal with that kind of shit. It's,
0: it's bullshit yeah. and should not have to be dealt with. And one would certainly hope that World War II put an end to it, but no. No. Nope, nope, nope. no, nope. no. No. You, um,
1: you listen to uh, a QAnon person. If you let a QAnon oh person God. talk for like a minute... They'll get around to they'll, the anti-Semitism. They'll get anti-semitism. there. They'll get to the anti-Semitism if you just let them talk.
0: Jesus Um, So Stalin did this thing where he gave, see if this term rings any bells to you. Um, He called, he wouldn't say just like, oh, well, we need to get rid of Jewish people. He called them rootless, rootless Mm -hmm. cosmopolitans. That was his like, his little name for Jewish pe coded words sure. for Jewish. And he said they were quote, kneeling before the West, end quote. So in other words, like, oh they're the people who are throwing off our whole plan. Well,
1: I mean to to be fair, we, we did give them a whole country to have. <laughs> so they they in in a sense they probably were.
0: Well but <laughs> no what Rootless Cosmopolitan reminded me of was Coastal Elite. Oh yeah,
1: <clears throat> sure. Yeah. It's
0: one of those coded words. Well,
1: like like globalist. That's, that's, yeah. To me, that's the new... It's not even that much of a code word. Yeah. Like whenever you hear some, oh, the globalist, they're talking about Jews. That's what they're talking about. And it's just like...
0: This this stupid, shady, coded language <laughs> that you're not outright...
1: Yeah, it's coded for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: mm-hmm. yeah. you're not just going to say you're a white supremacist. Right. an Aryan... Yeah, you just su- buy a MAGA hat instead. Ugh. So, uh, things didn't get better (laughs) for Jewish people during the USSR years. By the late 80s, anti-Semitism was on the rise in the now nearly fallen USSR. Like, we're getting to the 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 death knell, right? But a lot of times things get the worst right before the end, right? Oh, of course. When Irina became pregnant in 1988, uh, Victor was like, you know... Do we really want to bring our Jewish child into this country? I don't know. So he visited his brother Eugene in uh, California. He was an aspiring independent filmmaker. He had already emigrated to the U.S. And Victor came back and he's like, okay, Irina, we're going to need to... Get out of here! Like let, let's go. Let's take our shit, baby. Yo. Yeah, let's take our baby. This get isn't gonna here. end well for
1: anybody, anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. And they were certainly not the only ones. Between 1970 and 1988, 291,000 Jewish people left the USSR for other countries.
1: I'm surprised they even could. You know what I mean?
0: Well, a lot of people defected.
1: Oh, well, that makes sense too. Yeah.
0: Escaped, right? It's like, oh,
1: we're just gonna we're we're just gonna take a plane to the United States. Mm-hmm. I oh, and never get on the plane ride home.
0: I had a friend who defected from Cuba. Oh, okay. She came to the U.S. Um, I met her in, in college in Miami. She came to the U.S. She was part of a, like a national orchestra. Mm-hmm. She played violin. They came to, I think, California to do to play a show, and, and she watched. and a friend of hers just never showed up. They walked, they literally yeah. like ran from the hotel, yeah. got into a cab, and that was that. And then you have to apply for all the refugee stuff and all that. Um, they weren't even the fame, only famous Russian Jewish skaters to leave the USSR. Olympic champions Oleg Protopopov and Ludmila Belusova defected and fled for switzerland in 1979 so and of course eugene had left the soviet union himself um that did not go down well with the powers that be and that actually like so this was earlier like in the 80s they didn't let victor and Irina leave the ussr any earlier sure they were like on lockdown they they were on lockdown for three years they're like you can't even leave the country yeah like, we're not giving you a chance to defect.
1: Yeah. Because sure Eugene had happened. left. I'm so. sure that happened quite a bit. Oh,
0: yeah. To a lot of people. So, so this is where Victor's head is. And, and Irene, and now they're like, okay, I, we think we need to get out of here. We're starting a family, you know. So, Anton Viktorovich Yelchin was born on March 11th, 1989. And he was born in the USSR. Oh, okay. And... These are the earliest pictures I could find of him as a little kid, not a baby. S- still
1: got the same face though. I know you can yeah, tell him from him. like, yeah.
0: yeah, he he's very, uh, he's had the same fa- had the same face his whole life basically. Um, so six months later, when Anton was uh, six, uh, six months old, so this was uh, actually basically right around September 11th, 1989. Hmm uh irena and victor and uh and anton oh goodness (laughs) left for the united states that's our jesse must have gone in there he
1: he was he was just sitting there though it looked like
0: he does that it's very strange yeah and we're back with litter robot done yeah
1: (laughs) done litter robot yes
0: so, uh, Irina was 32, Victor was 38, and Anton was six months old when they immigrated to the United States. Okay. Um, they did not technically defect. They were granted refugee status. Um, that was
1: not defecting. That was true.
0: Yeah. Um, they were, they were relatively like well off for the USSR, but they basically had to sell everything they owned and just, sure. you know, go themselves.
1: Well, I mean, it, it doesn't sound like they have any plans on going back. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. why not?
0: Yep. Uh, the couple w- considered that, the loss of, like, all their stuff and everything, a worthwhile investment for a better opportunity for Anton. And that was really why they left. Was they... For him? Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, timing couldn't <coughs> been better because when the USSR collapsed, yeah. it was not good for.
0: <clears throat> no, it was not it anybody. Was not good. Mm-hmm. And,
1: well, anybody besides oligarchs, but yeah, it was great right? for them. Yeah. And, uh, no, that's. I mean, that's something in history that doesn't really get taught a whole lot. Is the financial implications of the downfall of the USSR? Yeah. Um, a lot of people were destitute, and
0: mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm.
1: and then. Uh, who came in and turned their economy into a capitalist, hmm. uh, sunshine paradise that, per- oh, that's right. We helped. Because we just have to make the rest of the world in our image.
0: That's right. Oh God. Um,
1: that, that's, that could be a whole all bad thing in itself. Thanks. Uh, Thanks Clinton.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, we don't cover crime. Yeah. Right. Uh, so they, uh, they settled in the Valley in Los Angeles, San Fernando Valley And Irina and Victor both settled into new careers. So Irina was a figure skating choreographer. I mean, they were highly skilled athletes, you know? Yeah. So, and uh, Victor was a figure skating coach. He was Sasha Cohen's first (laughs) uh, figure skating coach. Olympic medalist Sasha Cohen. Oh, yeah.
1: I was trying to... um, Uh Uh-huh. I thought you were saying, meaning to say Sasha Cohen baron.
0: Oh, Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> Sasha Baron, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, no. This is this is the figure skater yes. Sasha Cohen. Um, Sasha Cohen's mother was also a Jewish immigrant from the USSR who settled in LA, so okay. they had a connection there. I think
1: she won what in 2014. Oh goodness, With I don't remember. Those, uh, my Olympics. Yeah, I think I she won the silver.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, but he he was her first trainer. Hmm. So, uh, as Anton was a young child, Victor and Irina noticed that he this. This was all brand new to me for a good reason. Um, He struggled to get over colds and other bugs. You know, kids get all sorts of Mm -hmm. sicknesses. And Anton just had a harder time recovering from them than most kids. Uh, They they took him to a doctor. The doctor ran some tests. And then they diagnosed Anton as having cystic fibrosis or CF. Uh Uh-huh. So CF is a chronic illness that affects a. It's one of those things like I had always, I had heard of cystic heard fibrosis. Of I don't know
1: exactly what it is.
0: Well, let's talk about yeah. it. So it's a chronic illness that affects a protein in the body that can make the mucus in your body thicker than it needs to be. Okay. What that does, and stickier than mm-hmm. it needs to be, it can cause blockages, infections, and inflammation to various internal organs. Uh, It's quite rare. It's estimated that only about 70,000 people worldwide have CF.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, that is very rare.
0: Yes. Um, But prevalence varies greatly by country and by uh, genetic group. Um, So cystic fibrosis is a genetic disease. It requires both parents to have a copy of a specific gene, and then they'll have a 25% 25% chance that their kid will get it. Damn. So basically, Irina and Victor were both carriers. Of course, they didn't know this. Yeah, And they had a 1 in 4 chance of having a child with CF, and they did. Um, interestingly, from a genetic perspective, CF is more common in the Ashkenazi Jewish population. An estimated 1 in 25 Ashkenazi Jews are carriers of the gene. So oh. it's more likely to be passed on, obviously, if there's a greater prevalence Medical treatments have advanced greatly in recent decades for CF, but it can still greatly affect lifespan. And from a young age, Anton faced the very real possibility he wouldn't outlive his 30s. Hmm. Um, Irina and Victor decided not to tell Anton about his CF when he was younger. Hmm. So he did not know initially. And interestingly, no one knew until this documentary came out. Wow. At least at large. Friends sure. and family knew, but um, he, he did not make that public during his lifetime. Hmm. So despite his disability, and though he, he joked that he didn't inherit, inherit his parents' athleticism, that he actually wasn't very good in, like, gym class, hmm. <laughs> he was energetic, loving, and creative, and he made short films with his friends I relate to this a lot because, like, he's he was, like, four years younger than me. Mm-hmm. But we were of a generation where camcorders started to be, like, you, More you could have access yeah. to it. And tape recorders and all sorts of things. My sister and I used to make little short films and do funny little skits on cassettes. Uh, like, record stuff. And we did a... We did, we did a lot of, like, satirical stuff. Sure. We did this thing when I was 11. Like, a lifestyles of the rich and famous, and I portrayed the Queen of England. I don't know. That sounds like a sense of humor. I know. And then there was... I, I played Diane Diane Sawyer, but the name was Diane Soybean. <laughs> and it, I interviewed my sister, who was playing, like, a beauty pageant winner, who was just completely stupid basically <laughs> and it is it was fun and it was creative and yeah. that's the kind of stuff Anton did and in the documentary they show
1: like some of the films yeah his yeah. footage
0: it's really fun it's simultaneously really cute and also like this kid's a good actor mm-hmm. just like naturally um so he was growing up in LA so of course he's in the heart of acting land and a family friend suggested to Irina and Victor, like, "Hey, why don't you put him in acting classes? You know, he's he seems to be like to, seems to like this stuff. Just go ahead and let him do it." So they so they did. And this is his uh, headshot as a kid. Yeah, <clears throat> he's still very still looks cute, the same, yeah. And he's very cute, a mm-hmm. very like adorable child. Um. And he could do these puppy dog eyes, just like, to look very sad and heart-wrenching, you know. Though he initially lacked confidence and came across as shy, as shy, he soon came out of his shell and took quickly to the art of acting, especially enjoying improvisational exercises. Mm-hmm. Though he also had an excellent memory, so he could memorize scripts really well. Mm. So he was just, like, really a very talented all-around performer. His acting debut was at age 10. In an episode of ER, ah, in two thousand, I one hundred percent remember this episode. I watched it when it aired. Yeah, I never watched ER. It was it was part of February sweeps that year. It was a huge episode. Spoiler alert for anyone who wants to rewatch old ER episodes.
1: A twenty two year old episode. Yes,
0: <laughs> um, and I when I was like 15, six, 14, 15, 16 year old, I watched ER religiously. It was an episode called Be Still My Heart. It was, like, around Valentine's Day. And John Carter and Lucy... Oh, damn, I forget her last name. Anyway, got stabbed in the ER by a man with a... Uh, borderline I think I think they were saying he had border. anyway doesn't matter because it's it was 22 it's, year old stuff, and, but. and it's also not real <laughs> it's also not real <laughs> <laughs> but it was a huge cliffhanger episode and Lucy goes on to die in the next episode so it's just huge um, but I remember him he played a little boy who he and his little sister had been a car, in a car wreck with their parents and their parents die mm. and they're okay But but the parents die and now they're orphans And this is where he did a very good job with his, oops, gave me two, yeah, his puppy dog eyes. And of course they cast a little adorable girl next to him, and so it was Mm -hmm. just heart wrenching, which is exactly what it was supposed to be. Um, For the, so this is his first acting role, and it was incredibly heavy, obviously, uh he would later recount that his mother found it understandably very upsetting yes yeah like watching her child have to p- play an like this an orphan yes, somebody who just became yes. an orphan but he found himself that the crying that he had to do for the role was cathartic he yeah. he liked it which is it's a a very actor thing a very natural actor thing anton's parents realized that he was genuinely passionate about acting and it also seemed to help him overcome some of the physical limitations caused by his cystic fibrosis. So they were like, okay, well, if you want to do this, let's go. do this. So they drove him to auditions and supported his career. Of course, like most actors starting out, children actors, no different. Things were not easy. He got booked for, like, commercials and stuff. But this isn't a kid who wants to be doing commercials. This is, like, a heady, and intelligent kid. And
1: that's generally, like, I don't know... If- You've ever seen documentaries on child that that's generally what most of them as kids get
0: like serial commercials and stuff yeah, yeah. That,
1: that kind of stuff and they mm-hmm. become um, <clears throat> if they stick with it you know in their teens and in their 20s that's mm-hmm. where they start to get like the uh, but that's that's right being in commercials or like one-off tv episodes mm-hmm. like that's how most kids act like nobody yeah unless you're young sheldon Right. Like uh-huh. nobody's nobody's out there like, you know, there's a ten year old we need to get behind. Right. To, to carry this movie. Well yeah. but
0: Anton was and a recurring theme in the documentary was how intelligent he really was. He was a he was a constant journaler. He wrote and studied and um theorized about things even from a pretty young age. He was analyzing things. So things like commercials, they just, that's not what he, he, wanted to act. He wanted to be an actor, right? Mm-hmm. Capital A, actor. So stuff like commercials, it just wasn't what he was into. And so he was getting really discouraged and his parents were like, well, look, if you want to do this, you need to stick with it and we're behind you. If you don't want to do this, you don't have to do this, mm-hmm. but you, you need to make a choice here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he, so they weren't, by all accounts, they weren't pushy, like, actor parents, um, so he stuck with it and eventually he landed his first role in the small two thousand indie movie A Man Is Mostly Water. I've never, never heard of it. seen it, where he decided his real calling was to be a film actor. He wanted to act in movies. The film also inspired him to take up the guitar and he developed a love for playing and singing acoustic blues music as an eleven year old, which oh. he carried on for him for the rest of his life. Hmm. Two thousand one was a big year for Anton in movies. He had roles in the films Delivering Milo, Fifteen Minutes, Along Came a Spider, and Hearts in Atlantis, which is the first I've movie seen, I saw. Him uh, in.
1: I've, I've seen Along Came a Spider, and I've seen
0: <clears throat> Fifteen oh, Minutes. I
1: have seen that one. Yeah, it's it's the it's short for Fifteen Minutes of Fame. Yes, De Niro. I was, yeah, De Niro, and I'm trying to remember who there was, was somebody else famous. with him. Burns? Burns? Was, Edward yes, Burns? it was Edward Burns. I was like somebody who was kind of big at the time.
0: So, I, I, I saw... I don't remember
1: him in either of those movies, but I, I did see them.
0: Right. I saw Hearts in Atlantis. He had a huge role in Hearts in Atlantis. I've heard of that
1: movie. It, that, uh, it was a
0: Stephen King uh, adaptation. It was Anthony Hopkins. That's and what here I was... Is, I thought so. I've not seen
1: that Here is what movie.
0: 11-year-old Anton was doing. Like, he got to act alongside Anthony Hopkins. Along,
1: uh, That's Sir Anthony Sir Hopkins. Sir
0: Anthony Hopkins, see. yeah. So, here's what's... Oh, and also in Hearts in Atlantis... I didn't he, know I uh, it was a
1: Stephen King adi- adaptation.
0: Yeah, really. Yeah, there was a little bit of a um, supernatural slash crime sort yeah. of end to it. Um, he had an on-screen kiss with like his little crush in the movie. Mm-hmm. That was his first kiss in real life as yeah. well. So oh, his yeah. first kiss was filmed on film. Yep. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, he acted not only alongside Sir Anthony Hopkins, but Edward Burns, John Cho, Robert De Niro, Albert Finney, Bridget Fonda, Morgan Freeman, Kelsey Grammer, Ashley Judd, David Morrison, Campbell Scott, by the time he was 12.
1: Not bad. Like, he... Yeah, those are some heavy hitters. He,
0: like... All marquee people. Yeah. All marquee people. He acted alongside. Only a long cu-
1: Only a handful of them still are, but at the time, those, those were, were big those were names. big names at the time. Well, yeah. and a
0: lot of them are highly respected. De Niro, Albert Finney is like. Oh, a... he's been
1: around forever. Yeah. And
0: is highly respected. I think Edward Burns,
1: for the most part, doesn't act anymore, but I know he does, like, he still produces and writes and does behind the scenes stuff. Kelsey
0: Grammer was still on Frasier at that's the time. True. Like, he was yeah, a major actor. Bridget Fonda was still really big at, mm-hmm. at this time. Yeah. Uh, David Morris is yep. another he's, he's longstanding still character he's, actor. He's like mm-hmm. the
1: uh, perpetual, what is it, uh, like third lead.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. You know. mm-hmm. Most agreed he came across as a very natural actor, both a curious and precocious child. Anthony Hopkins called him, quote, an extraordinary boy, yeah. end quote. He was motivated to act no matter what, dismissing his acting teacher's advice to wait only for good scripts. He told his teacher, quote, I don't care I want to act And so he's like I- I'll take on whatever really? like I'm not just also not the worst, material it's
1: also not the worst way to go about it because you don't know if something's going to be it's as an actor it's kind of out of your hands yeah all you can mm-hmm. do is act out the scenes that you're right. you don't have no control of how the, how the movie's going to turn mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. you do only in the sense of how you act and the scenes you're supposed to do
0: right so as Anton became more serious about acting, his parents became more serious about educating him on good films. So as a typical kid, Anton's favorite movies at the time were go- like... Goonies. No. Remember, he's a little older. Oh, well, I know. Or younger, rather. The Last Action Hero and ah, Space Jam. One. Yeah, there you go. Still his, have
1: never seen Space Jam.
0: I, I haven't either. I, so. I never saw Last Action Hero. I
1: did see that. I yeah. thought that was okay, even though that was yeah. like one of uh, Schwarzenegger's famous bombs from like his first bomb, really, from that era. But huh. I thought it was good. Had a great soundtrack. It like
0: 93 or something? Yeah, it was
1: 93.
0: Yeah. So his father, and mind you, Anton's like 11, 12 years old. His father is like, okay, look, kid, you want to get into movies? Like, you need to know what good movies are. So he started showing him movies like Taxi Driver, sure. Raging Bull, Mean Streets, all of which starred his co-star, Robert De Niro. He's like, oh yeah, I've worked with Bobby. Yeah, that's good. Bob. Right? Babby. Even as a tween, Anton was making intelligent observations about film and their context, including a journal entry that stated, quote, Travis Bickle is a reflection of the history of masculinity in film, end quote. He was wow. writing that as, like, a 14-year-old. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wasn't thinking about movie the- know, theory right? until, like, maybe, like, 10 years ago. In that film... pick up on... In that know. film,
0: Love on Tosha, like, they show a lot of his journal entries. Wow. He, he was studying this shit. Like, I don't know how many volumes of his writing they've got, but it's a lot. And he was a good writer, too.
1: It's kind of funny that he wrote that, because... The Travis Bickle character has now become like a darling of the right wing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so he's, he's like, and
1: so and he's writing this, this twenty is attached years ago with like masculinity. Yeah, and you. that's mm-hmm. and that's and and that's probably why.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so that's
1: that's interesting. Let's mm-hmm. talk about uh, the impression.
0: Right. Mm. Hmm. Extremely observant, an yeah. extremely observant person. His film taste expanded into film noir and foreign film. And he quickly became a self-studying student of film, beginning to develop ambitions of directing one day. Very Like, you can tell from the stuff that they put in the film about his, um, in the documentary about his journal entries, like, he's a filmmaker. Like, he's mm-hmm. going to be a filmmaker. You could tell that. His talents weren't all serious. He was still talented at improv, and I, I kind of remember this. He was on an episode of Curb, Curb Your Enthusiasm.
1: Was he really? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. I
0: guess I don't remember. He's a, a kid who does a magic trick, but won't show Larry how he did it, and it just absolutely drives Larry off the wall. I remember. <laughs> yes, I remember and that he episode now. Man. Yes, so, you know. I remember that
1: episode now. That was pretty mm-hmm. funny.
0: His film rose slowed down a bit during his teen years, though he still had roles in films like House of D and Alpha Dog.
1: I have seen Alpha mm-hmm. Dog. That was a really good movie based on a true story.
0: Hmm. It's so funny. There's a. Uh, There's a scene in the documentary where his mom recounts he had to... There was a scene, I guess, in Alpha Dog where he had to be drunk. Mm -hmm. Or pretend to be drunk, right? And he said to his mom, like, Mom, how can I pretend to be drunk when I've never drank and I don't know what it's like? And she's like, you're an actor. You pretend. That's what you do.
1: She's like, just watch Nicolas Cage.
0: (laughs) Here's the irony. In the film Love and Tosha, the documentary... They have someone reading his journal entries. It's Nicolas Cage because he loved Nicolas Cage. Are you Cage. serious? I am dead serious. Oh, my
1: God. That's too funny. <coughs> huh? But, yeah, that um, Alpha Dog is a great movie. I want to say it came out in, like, 05, 06. Um, also, the acting debut of one.
0: Justin Timberlake, I know. i didn't aware. Your favorite. Yes.
1: Who, I thought he was actually really good in that movie. I, I thought he...
0: A lot of sociopaths are <laughs> very good actors.
1: Also had uh, the other, like, the main uh, antagonist. Uh, was He was starting to become a big name at that time. He, he was in Speed Racer. and Now I can't remember oh, his name. Oh, I've never seen that. I don't know But uh, he kind of had, like, a little heyday in the mid-2000s hmm. and has kind of faded away a little bit. But, yeah, Alpha Dog's a great movie. I, <laughs> I would recommend that to anybody.
0: So then, so he was like, Mom, I've never been drunk. How do I pretend? tend to be drunk. She's like, you pretend, that's what you do. Well, he came back to her later and was like, Mom, so don't get mad. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: I get he had raided
0: their liquor cabinet. And, and himself, they sh- probably? Yes. Yeah. And they showed him filming himself, like,
1: <laughs> <The drunkiest laughs> it's simultaneously
0: spot. hilarious. Yeah. And also, like, he's so introspective because he's he's still, even when he's drunk, he knows why he's doing this. So he's trying to describe every okay. feeling. He's like, my eyes are going out of focus and like yeah. things like that. It was pretty funny. He
1: should have gone on to be an author.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that seems like that seems
1: like how things were lining up right then.
0: But he he just kept adding more marquee co stars to the list, like Robin Williams, Frank Langella. Like he he Bruce, had Wilson, with everybody. Was,
1: uh, Bruce Wilson was in Alpha Dog too.
0: Oh okay, well here's him and fuckface. <laughs> Justin Timberlake.
1: So, he, yeah, he looks like the age he is. Yeah, he's like 16 or He looks like he's 15 or, or 16. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, he had a brief relationship. Well, a friendship and then a brief relationship with one of his teenage co-stars. Well, sure. One case due. Kristen Stewart.
1: Oh, good old case due.
0: Uh-huh. She was interviewed that's, in the film. It's
1: crazy that she's now like an Oscar-nominated I actress. Know, right? That's like, It's like, huh? How did that happen? She
0: was interviewed a bunch in the film and she said, quote, he kind of like broke my heart. Oh, it was like the early. She remembers him incredibly fondly. Sure. Yeah.
1: I'm sure they were probably about the same age, too. Yes. Uh huh.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Like within a year of each other. And she said that that relationship was really formative and that she learned a lot from him as an actor, too, Hmm. because they were both teen actors, you know. As Anton entered adulthood, his doctor told his parents the complications of cystic fibrosis would just increase with age, and that was starting to become more and more apparent in Anton's case. So at that point, I think it was when he was 18, they decided to go ahead and tell him, and that was the first time his Mm -hmm. diagnosis was disclosed to him. He started receiving breathing treatments, and that kind of helped to break up the mucus that was causing problems. He decided not to disclose his illness publicly, and his experience with chronic illness it resulted in a feeling that he would carry with him of being somewhat isolated from the rest of the world. He's carrying a secret from the rest sure. of the world, you know. But he carried on as if nothing was about, different about him, and none of his coworkers, who he didn't specifically tell, didn't think he was ill. Like he, he was a burn the candle at both ends sort of a person. Mm-hmm. Only his fam- family and close friends were aware of his cystic fibrosis. <clears throat> so his career picked up again as he entered adulthood, including one of his most well-known roles, that of Pavel Chekhov in the rebooted Star, yep, Star Trek, Trek. Yep. franchise headed by J.J. Abrams. And that was a huge thing yeah I, thought
1: the, yeah, I thought the reboot, the first movie, I thought it was actually pretty good. and mm-hmm. then The other two were yeah. not, not so much.
0: So the first film was released in 2009 when Anton was 20. But they began filming when he was just 18. Um, and that same year, he co-starred in another famous franchise reboot, Terminator Salvation. That's
1: right. He was in that too. Mm-hmm. That, and that also was just not... It was just like... Yeah. It was just like, something's missing from this movie. It had nothing well, to do with him. But.
0: interestingly, that sort of fits with his idea of I'm going to take whatever role like right? Yeah. I just want to act I
1: remember going going to see Terminator Salvation because it's like it's like finally they're making the movie where mm-hmm. like the fucking war is going to happen with mm-hmm. the machines and you don't see that hardly at all. Yeah, I, and I was like
0: <laughs> I don't even know the plot of Terminator. I've never seen oh, any guess. of the Terminators. Yeah. There's a kid, a cyborg and a mom. That's no, what I know. That's that's, that's no? the
1: second one. That's the second one. In the original Terminator mm-hmm. which is still still holds up. I've seen okay. it recently. Um a Terminator is coming back from the future to kill Sarah Connor.
0: What's a Terminator?
1: It's a robot. It's a machine. Okay. But it looks like a human.
0: Why? Who, to, well, to blend well, in with
1: society and you know. Okay. It's, yeah, the we'll original We'll discuss later. <laughs> the, original ter- the original Terminator is one of the best science fiction movies ever. Okay. Yes.
0: I'm not a huge sci-fi fan, as know, you know, yeah. but maybe I'll. I try dabble
1: it. in sci-fi, but I, I like a good you one here <laughs>
0: His talent and personality endeared him to J.J. Abrams and to his older co-stars, including Chris Pine, who is interviewed extensively in the film. Mm-hmm. That was his
1: big breakout, yeah, too, mm-hmm. with Star Trek.
0: Zoe Saldana and Zachary Quinto, K- or is it Quinto? Quinto? Okay.
1: Who was uh, Spock. Silence. Huh? Oh, Spock. In, in the Trek. movie, he was at that time, he was famous for Silence on that TV show Heroes. Did you ever watch that? I never I, I watched no, Heroes. I, never really I watched, watched the first Heroes. season, The first, and I okay. never watched it after that.
0: okay. Um, as well as his former co-star John Cho, so this is oh, a yeah. picture yeah, of the right. Star
1: Trek cast. <coughs> John Cho, who was in a John movie Cho. I mentioned previously, uh, Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. <laughs> yes, and he was also
0: in one of the early indie movies with Anton when he was younger. Oh, okay. So, um, also uh,
1: he was in the he was in the American Pie movies too. He's he's oh, the one okay. he's the one that famously coined the term MILF.
0: Really? Yes. Oh, that's funny. <laughs>
1: yes. I don't know if he coined it, but no, he, no, it was he written, said it. Yeah, he, yes.
0: Uh-huh. Virtually everyone he worked with would end up singing his praises as an actor, an artist, a musician, an intellectual, and a person. Jennifer Lawrence credited him with helping oh. her open up her own acting style by t- talking with and observing <laughs> him. They acted together as well. They're roughly the same age. Too. Oh, okay.
1: I didn't know they were in a movie together.
0: Yep. I mean, he did a lot of like sure. smaller. Sure. Sounds films, like so. it sounds like he
1: was just taking whatever he. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Hmm.
0: Anton, like, this kid was just, he was just artistic all over. Like, he had to express himself, right? So, he expanded his artistic pursuits into photography. And this is pretty awesome. He Makes de- sense. developed, like, a very gritty, gorilla style of, like, photography and filmmaking. It both impressed and disturbed his friends and coworkers. Sure. The impression like, I uh, got. Is
1: that a dead raccoon? <laughs> well, uh... no, I'm going to show you some of his work. Oh, okay.
0: Um, the impression I got was that in his young adulthood, he was sort of like an Andy Warhol in his, like... Not in his collecting people. Andy Warhol was weirdly manipulative, but, like, in what just, he saw, his vision. Like a John was, Waters, yeah. Andy, Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol was just
1: overall weird and on a different <laughs> plane. But most... I mean, but most artistic people are.
0: They, they, they're you know, they seeing things that other people are. Right. Their yeah. mm-hmm. Their
1: mind is in a different place than than most people. Right. You know, mm-hmm. which is why they're doing
0: And they're drawn to different things yeah. than most people, yeah. Yeah. He had um his stories were notoriously wild and he had photographic evidence to like back this stuff up. So here are some of his photographs which weren't really displayed until after his death.
1: <clears throat> that's yeah, that's that's weird. I'm showing you some <laughs> of the lesser that's, disturbing that's, ones. That's...
0: Lots kinda, of masks, lots of yeah, superimposing... Something
1: going on there.
0: I think this is actually him. Self-portrait. In a blonde wig and a dress. Uh-huh. On, lounging weirdly on the couch. Yeah, that was... He just had this this vision that yeah. was pretty different. Um, And they all agreed that <laughs> he was a major ladies' man.
1: Yeah, he's a good-looking guy.
0: But yeah. he actually, like, he... Even though he was, you know, he slept around, basically.
1: Of course. I mean, he was fucking 20 years old. It seems like (laughs)
0: all of his former partners, for the most part, didn't hate him. They were still like, okay, well. You know, like, they they weren't, they didn't seem um, upset at him. So maybe he was just super open and honest about how... How he conducted himself. Like, right. hey,
1: I'm 20 years old, and there's absolutely no reason for me to be tied down by anybody right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, well, please. plus you have to remember, he was living like with the fucking sort of Damocles over his head. He knew that there was a chance he wasn't going to live past his 30s.
1: Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. so that's going to change probably, how you. Of course.
0: He, he's like, it'll I'm already middle aged. Yeah, you know, during album, my lifespan. Sure. Yeah. So, so he's probably he's probably living a little fast because.
1: Hey. It's yeah. Possibly doesn't have a whole lot of life yeah. to
0: live. Yeah, yeah, and I don't mean living fast as in like he. They didn't really. I, mean, I don't know that they would have addressed it in a documentary made by his parents, but um, they didn't really talk about like huge substance abuse issues or anything like I'm that. I'm sure he probably.
1: So. I'm sure he probably drank and smoked weed, and that might have been. He went to. He
0: played at the fucking Viper Room and shit. So yeah, he he was. I'm sure he was enjoying. Probably himself, dabbled.
1: but yeah.
0: He didn't. He uh, he didn't come off as like.
1: I mean, it'd be hard, Someone with it'd, a
0: problem. It'd be hard then, not
1: to. You yeah, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have access to all that stuff. So. Yeah.
0: Like most young adults, let alone those with chronic illness and those with such strong artistic talent, he struggled with feelings of inadequacy and frustration, and he had conflicting feelings about taking roles in big budget movies, preferring to engage in what he considered cinema, you know, more sure. heady, independent, less commercial films. But even when starring in major films, he committed 100% disregarding himself and his illness much to his mother's concern for the and he was very close with his parents especially his mother sure for the rest of his life he would continue to bounce from film to film he acted in a total of 49 movies wow by age 27 no shit so between ages like 10 or 11 and sure. 27 16 years that's 49 imp- movies that's
1: impressive for anybody it's a lot yeah yeah that's three that's three movies a year
0: yeah yeah it's a lot Um, Now, that includes a few posthumously released films, but still, he acted in them. Mm -hmm. Star Trek Beyond, Anton's last Star Trek film, started shooting in the summer of 2015. Throughout the filming, his co-stars noticed his decreasing weight and tired appearance, a change that you can see in his uh, later roles. He was also, as he aged, they talked about in the documentary, his hairline started to recede and he was uh, getting pretty conscious, self-conscious sure. about... It. I mean, when you're in your mid-twenties and you're starting to lose uh, yeah. your hair, that's a little... Yeah. yeah that's that make you a little self-conscious.
1: Uh, I mean, that would make a normal person self-conscious. Imagine having to show up and people are going to see your Holly face Red everywhere. carpet and yeah. all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would... I would yeah. There's, there's no way I could be in that lifestyle.
0: I know. Those who were close to him knew, of course, that his illness was maybe starting to take a toll on him. Maybe worsening... His breathing and other CF treatments were getting harder and working less effectively. Mm. Some of them speculated he was pushing himself so hard in his life and career because he knew that he wouldn't have a long life. So He was also exploring the next logical step in his career, that of filmmaker, sure. starting to become a director. Yeah. And he was given the green light to move behind the camera for the first time. Unfortunately, he would not get the opportunity to oh, do so. Oh,
1: really? Oh, man.
0: So, from the time he was a child, Anton's parents knew that there was a good chance they would outlive him. But neither of them, and no one else, could have predicted exactly how his life Yeah, happened. this is so, a yeah.
1: pretty crazy accident.
0: It's, uh, it's horrible. So, at some point around 1 a.m. on Sunday, June 19th, 2016, which was also Father's Day that mm. year, Anton uh, left his house in Studio City And got into his 2015 Jeep Grand Cherokee, which was parked in the driveway. And here's a...
1: I remember it being a Jeep. Yes. Uh, This is a Jeep Grand... 2015 Jeep Grand
0: Cherokee. Um, I think it was black, but I could be wrong. I couldn't find a picture of his Jeep. Right. Um, So he got in the car. He was going to be meeting friends for a very late rehearsal. Um, He got into the Jeep, started it up, presumably thought it was in park, right? Right. Got out of the car and walked down his driveway, was which going, was at he was an going angle. To get the mail, wasn't he, or something? Yeah, that's what it's thought that he yeah. was. We we don't know hundred percent, but yes, his mailbox was down there, so he could have been checking his mail. He could have been checking that the gate was unlocked because yeah. he had a front gate, a, a mechanical gate. Um, so that's the most likely thing of why he got out. Now Anton's jeep had an electric shifter, and this is what it looked like. This is a. Yep. Jeep electric shifter, so it's and it's an automatic, right? So it's just mm-hmm. just four gears: park, reverse, neutral, and drive slash S, which is sport, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, probably. Um, so an electric shifter, there's no mechanical. You're not doing anything mechanical. No. When, it, it's using electric impulses to then change the mechanics. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I drive a manual, so I feel every fucking shift, right? With an electric shifter, you don't. No. And not only that, but this type of electric shifter was notoriously smooth, as I in, was, like, you don't feel anything in between gears.
1: I, I didn't want to say anything, because I'm sure you're going to get into mm-hmm. the, the problem that this particular car had in itself. Yes. Yes, yes
0: we are <clears throat> we are going to talk, yes, about that. So, um, so yeah, there's no, like, you know, when you're in a mechanical shifter, it's like, like that, that little catch feeling that Mm -hmm. you, that you feel. Well, that's not what you feel. And you don't feel anything. Well, certainly in these shifters, you didn't feel anything. Now, manual shifters can and do slip out of gear. (laughs) Anyone who's ever slipped out of gear, you know, you know, but you feel it. Mm -hmm. Electric shifters, especially like this, that didn't have that in between feeling, it could slip and you wouldn't know the difference. Mm. And uh, that was a problem. This particular model of electric shifter on Anton's Jeep was one that many consumers had already complained about because there was no feeling in between mm-hmm. the gears. Um, and it just glided gear to gear, making it confusing to a lot of drivers on what where, gear they where,
1: were Where in. am I?
0: Because <clears throat> it's oh. usually on your dash, right? Mm. Like it'll show, but you're not thinking, "Oh, I need to look, no, you look down and you're trying to, or you feel it or whatever, yeah, so there were no witnesses to what happened next right. yeah. he had a security camera like visible on his garage, but there was I could find no reference to footage, mm. so either my guess is it wasn't it was functioning of, right, or it was, it of, was and they were never going to talk about it, yeah, probably, so yeah That's I mean it's not I, something I'd
1: want to see anyway
0: exactly. So, it was determined that Anton's Jeep was not in park, as presumably he thought it was, but instead was in neutral or maybe even reverse. Neutral was closer, Mm -hmm. but uh, it could have been in reverse as well. So, Anton was walking down the driveway, which is at a decline Mm -hmm. angle. And unbeknownst to him, his Jeep was following him backwards Mm -hmm. because he was pulled into the driveway. So... The back of the jeep struck Anton and pinned him between the car and a brick pillar at the junction of a hinge of of his gate. Pretty fucking scary. It's horrible. It's horrible. So here's some pictures of the site. Yeah. And here's...
1: And I don't know any details, like, if he had his phone on him or, like, because if you don't, like, what what the fuck are you going to do? You can't...
0: Well, presumably he did not. No, but yeah. he did not make any calls. It uh, could have been in his car because he was getting yeah, ready true. to go. Yeah,
1: yeah. <clears throat> because you're not going to get a fucking, those things weigh at least a ton. You're yeah. not going to get that well, off of you. And it was accelerating right. because of the... Yeah. Right, and you're not going to get that off of you yourself. No. When you're already injured on top of that. Yes. That's it, that's just scary.
0: It, it is really, really scary. What a freak accident this was! Um, and it's one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's so not so like someone's walking down the sidewalk right. and yeah. is going to so see nobody's you. Nobody's probably
1: around, really. You know. Mm-mm. And I'm sure it's And at this time, I'm guessing he probably had a good bit of money. So probably, yeah. so probably, where he lives, like every house has gates. And, I did a I did a know. Google
0: Street View of what it looks like now. You know, it could yeah. look different. But, yeah, it was, like, stone walls and, and, and foliage. He, and and,
1: I mean, he's a celebrity at this point, mm-hmm. and where celebrities live, they want to be kind of closed off. Yeah. You know what I mean? For privacy. And the, so. the
0: gate's set back a little bit from yeah. the street. So, yeah, yeah. nobody's mm-hmm.
1: going to just happen upon him at And if he morning. got caught
0: by surprise, which obviously he did, he may not have screamed or made any noise. That's true, too. Because yeah. it, it would have been, like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Um... So, the cause of his death would be deemed blunt traumatic asphyxia. Oh, Jesus He was crushed. Yeah. He he was crushed.
1: I just hope it was quick, but it it sounds like it wasn't.
0: Well, so, his death certificate called the timeline of his death rapid.
1: Uh, Good. So, basically,
0: that he died within, like, a minute or so. Um... And no other contributing factors to his death were found. They were mm-hmm. like he wasn't high, it's, he wasn't it's drunk. Literally it's, just,
1: just, it's literally just what it was. It's a just freak, as a freak accident.
0: Freakish as it sounds, yeah. Uh huh. Chris Pine would later comment on the irony of someone who struggled with breathing because of cystic fibrosis Getting being crushed
1: toxic. to death. No shit. Yeah. That's th- yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: He was asphyxiated. He mm-hmm. died by. He almost being... died in the way he was going to. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: just not, you know, just too soon.
0: Yeah. And t- so he he got crushed by his car. Nobody knew that this happened. And like I said, this is all reconstructed. Like, we're not even 100% sure why he walked down the driveway, what right. exactly happened. He was the only person there. But this is what was reconstructed. A, a while later, his friends are like, "Where where is he? That's where right, because did... he's going to a what? A, a rehearsal. So they're probably so, like, where the fuck is he? So in the early hours of that morning... They went to his house oh and his my friends found him. God. Yeah.
1: I can't imagine coming upon that. Uh
0: either. uh. Uh uh. Because what's the last thing you expect? Yeah. Literally the last thing you expect to find. Yeah. It's your friend crushed to death.
1: And you're probably sitting there like, how the fuck? Like, was this a robbery? Like, was somebody trying to steal his car? How like, is what?
0: his car?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it was probably still on. Probably. A car still running. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So, and then they called the police, obviously, right? Yeah. So. Anton's death was obviously a complete shock out of left field, rightly called a freak accident, because mm-hmm. that's what it was. Obviously his friends and family completely distraught. He was his parents only child. Yeah. They were devastated. He's, she's fuck like twenty
1: seven years old. You know how young that is?
0: Uh, yes. And I, we're you know, going to find out in yeah. every episode we do, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean,
1: when you're twenty seven, you're still a fucking child yes. for the most part, you know.
0: Absolutely. At least I was. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know and he was he, he was famous but he was also known to very famous people cuz he had all those famous ghosts
1: and he, and he wasn't um you know because he took the kind of roles he did he wasn't like stick him up on a billboard famous right. you know what i mean he yeah. was i think he was famous Within the industry, right. you know what I mean. And, well, and Star and, and Trek uh, made him a right. lot more famous and to probably, and probably about. a face to some people. Yeah. But it's not like he was like Matt Damon or that. He's not. Like he wasn't
0: Michael. a leading man in right. blockbusters, right? Right. right. Mm-hmm.
1: He's, he's what he is at this point. He's a consistent good actor,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of an actor's actor, pretty much. You know, yeah. Yeah. So obviously, the, and the, this is 2016, so there was Twitter messages and everything about outpouring of grief. Martin Landau, another one I of just, his co-stars. Is, it, is he dead yet? I don't know. He was in this film, which is in 2018.
1: I don't know why I put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> like, is he still alive? He's got to be like 100 years old right. by now.
0: He would later comment quote, the human race has been cheated, end quote, by Ant- Anton's death. Simon Pegg, who was in mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. I Star know Simon Trek, Peg. Yeah, called his death quote, cataclysmically unfair, end quote.
1: Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's, yeah. It, uh mm-hmm. Dick Cheney going out to get his mail and unfortunately like think like that that doesn't happen to people like fucking Dick Cheney.
0: I know. It's I, like, I, I, like do I, you I, want proof there is no god? Right. Like why yeah. didn't this happen to Dick Cheney yeah. instead?
1: Yeah. Or a fucking Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, I wouldn't line mind. him up There's yes. a
0: there's a laundry list. Uh-huh. But it is.
1: It's like it's people who had mm-hmm. uh you know the mm-hmm. a gift of like like what he had and right. seemed to be because I, I don't remember ever hearing any controversy about him. Yeah. Like he seemed to be he seemed to be a good dude that was really ultra talented at mm-hmm. something that makes you famous. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So. Yep.
0: His mother and father were understandably devastated, and his father said, "Quote: He is still with us. I cannot say he's gone." Unquote. Uh, he commented that each day he and Irina live is a day closer to seeing Anton again. It's so mm. sad. They visit his grave at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery every day. Wow. Like, that's there. Yeah. And this is this is him closer to his age of death. And You can tell,
1: parents. yeah. He's a little...
0: A little gaunter. Yeah. He and he doesn't, a and he doesn't have,
1: like, the same color in his face either. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: The, you know, the disease may have really started to... If he was yeah. not really expected to outlive his 30s, he was approaching 30. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah, that's true. So Anton's shocking death quickly raised the question of why his cheap yeah. had not been I remember that
1: being the biggest thing that yes. came out of this, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because
0: clearly, like. The coroner was like, this was not suicide. There was no foul play. This was an accident. Mm. So then it's like, well, he obviously didn't deliberately leave this Jeep in neutral. So so how did this happen? He must have thought it was in park. Why wasn't it?
1: And if you're already, if if Jeep's already aware of complaints of this similar thing.
0: Well, bingo. So attention immediately turned to the Jeep. Given that just a few months prior to Anton's death, concerns had been raised about the new electric shifters. In a story by CBS News in March of 2016, so three Just a months. a couple months before, yeah. Uh huh. A man named Gary Titus talked about his close call with the electric shifter in his 2014 Jeep Grand Cherokee. So, like Anton, he thought his car was in park in his driveway. He got out of the car and then he sees his car start oh, to roll back. It. He was like, Chase fuck. It after I, him. Yeah, basically, he panicked because oh, he had leased it. So he's like, "Oh my God! Oh, yeah. This is a brand new leased vehicle." It's like
1: I'm gonna get dinged for this one, right? It's gonna like smash into my driveway. <laughs> yeah.
0: So he threw himself between his car and the garage. It appears that the vehicle was rolling pretty slowly, so he he was okay. Um, Still, and, yeah. and then he was like screaming for his son to come and get in the car and stop it. So, like, it was a close call, but he everybody was okay. But he was not the only one to experience this. Experience this. Hundreds of other complaints were filed for the same issue, including 121 crashes and 30 that resulted in injuries and mm. several hospitalizations. One uh, owner of a 2014 Jeep, a woman named uh, Deidre Maniotis, had her Jeep start rolling as she was exiting the car. Oh, like she's one yeah, foot yeah, in, and one I'm foot like, out. Oh, yeah. She grabbed onto the open door and steering wheel to like try and control it. But she fell and the thing rolled over her leg. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But that didn't feel good.
0: Oh, I'm sure she was one of the hospitalizations. So the NHTSA, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, got involved at that point, released a report calling the shifter, quote, non-intuitive, end quote, and said it increased, quote, the potential for unintended gear selection, Mm. end quote. An editor from Consumer Report who test drove the twenty fourteen Jeep Grand Cherokee called the shifter quote confusing and odd, end quote. And you don't want someone who test drives car uh, to say this is this and, is weird. And
1: you don't want that in a you know riding around in something that weighs a ton.
0: Right. Right. Yes. So this is confusing
1: uh-huh. and odd. Well no, let's there. pull up, let's pull over that. Yeah. <laughs> let's get let's get you a new car.
0: And they also noted there was no fail-safe mechanism to keep the vehicle in gear from moving when the driver didn't want it to. For example, BMW and Mercedes with electric shifters had a fail-safe where if the door opened, car stopped. I've got stopped. it, I've
1: got okay. it on, on my car. It's yep. the same thing. Remember when the, they car had, would not... when the guy had to come and pick it up and tow it, and it kept doing that thing where oh, it would automatically yeah. uh-huh. go back uh-huh. into the... Uh-huh. It so kept it shifting can, back. Yet. So it can be annoying. Yes. But <laughs> for it's... a certain context. Yes. Yeah.
0: So there there could be fail safe measures, but teachers I mean, didn't institute uh, them. I mean
1: the some of the equipment I work on too has that same measure. Mm-hmm. Like if like if you um, they'll have like a some of the machines I work on have like a uh, what am I Like an infrared curtain. Yeah. Mhm. So whenever you stop like in the machine until you turn that back on, right. the whole machine shut down. Yeah. because 'cause you're you know, you're sticking your hands in things. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, that failsafe yep. is in machines as well. Yeah. Yep.
0: So, unfortunately, it was not yeah. in this Jeep. So, in April 2020, in April 2016, Fiat Chrysler, the um, manufacturer of, of Jeeps, Jeep. yep. recalled over 800,000 2014 mm. and 2015 Jeep Grand Cherokees. That's a lot. Along with a couple <laughs> other models with similar shifters, notices sent to consumers affected included, quote, Tip sheets describing proper operation of the shifter, end quote. The thing that I will contend is...
1: We already know how to operate a shifter. Yes, and also, can (laughs) I
0: say that when they send out recall notices, they look like motherfucking ads... Or, yeah, I've like, got I've generic one. shit.
1: Well, it looks like something you're getting from like your insurance company. Right. You know, it's like, now eh, maybe look at this.
0: It's really dumb. They underplay yeah. what it is, so it doesn't come across as being urgent, as being like serious. And it comes in the fucking mail. Who is paying attention to the mail? Like, I don't know what they could do to do it better, but it to say, oh, well, it was recalled. It was his fault. Like, that's bullshit.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. Um, Anton's parents filed a wrongful death suit against Fiat Chrysler, as well as the dealership that sold it to Anton, claiming the electric shifter was to blame for their son's death. Very unwisely, in response, the dealership called Anton's death the result of his own, quote, misuse, misapplication, or damage, end quote, of the Jeep. They actually, apparently, were either implying or accused him of modifying the vehicle. Mm. But... This with, is another issue with this shifter, so yeah. it's like it's uh, it's basically yes. They also uh, so the family did contradict the coroner's report. They claimed that Anton quote, lingered alive for some time and quote before dying. Yeah, doesn't seem that happened. Um, although I guess it's maybe um plausible.
1: I'm sure he was alive initially and and just like, what the fuck? And then like, really, what the fuck? How am I going to get out of this? And, and how then,
0: I, I can't breathe very well right now. And was, then just blacked yeah, out. That's yeah, that's just, that's fucking awful. Yeah. Uh, four other Jeep owners after this incident were spurred on to start a class action lawsuit for yeah. $5 million against Fiat Chrysler. So Anton's parents' lawsuit was settled in March of 2018. The pros- proceeds of the settlement were used to start the Anton Yelchin Foundation And to produce the documentary, Love, Mm -hmm. Antosha. The Anton Yelchin Foundation now appears to be relatively defunct, but apparently they were established to assist those with, financially assist those with uh, cystic fibrosis. The class action suit against Fiat Chrysler? Still going on.
1: Oh, yeah. Class action suits last a long time.
0: Last month, in April 2022, it was revealed in unsealed communication that Fiat Chrysler was made aware of the possible dangers of their electric sure, of shifter design used yeah. in the Jeep Grand Cherokee and chose and, and not to anyway. make any design yeah, changes. That's, yeah.
1: that's standard for a car company. Yep. Because Nothing we haven't heard before. Because they're like, well, if it only kills a thousand people, we still make a profit. Yep. You know.
0: The human math. The yeah. math of a human life. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, which is something that get, get, gets brought up in the movie Fight Club. That's what yeah. That's what the mm-hmm. character does. He investigates mm-hmm. auto accidents.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And decides if the legal payout is, is, is worth, worth it. First mm-hmm. or not? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that, my friends, was the first installment of the Twenty Seven Club. Okay. Yeah. And the death, of... well, the life and death of Antonio. Yeah. Anton Elgin. Sad. It's really it's sad. It's really sad.
1: You know, I mean, in the um, I mean, they're all going to be sad.
0: Yes. Yes, they are. I because mean, they're all, you're all 27. twenty-seven. They didn't even hit
1: thirty. No. Mm-hmm. I can't. I, I can't imagine. I can remember being 27. wasn't mm-hmm. all that long ago. But mm-hmm. I can't imagine, like, my life having ended, like, that mm-hmm. year.
0: I think you know? for Ant, with Anton Yelchin, it's extra something. I don't know. Poignant, sad, ironic, something that it was so out of left field. Yeah. But also that he was expected to have a shorter lifespan anyway. Mm. Um, And then the what ultimately killed him was capitalism just like everybody else
1: <laughs> not everybody else but quite not a few literally people. everybody
0: else but a lot of the people a lot See of deaths we've covered It's either
1: capitalism or god it's one of the other
0: <laughs> so yeah i i sure learned a heck of a lot about him that i didn't know him before yeah there
1: was i I'm, i've been trying to remember the name of it i can't think of it but there there was a movie he was in on, uh, on i think it was a netflix original movie uh, that was Really good, like really, and I I cannot remember the name of it.
0: He's a it? he was a really good actor. He's yeah. a really good child actor too. Yeah, he
1: was good. He was uh-huh. good. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's sad when you know when somebody who has that amount of talent and also isn't an asshole. You know. What I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it,
1: it doesn't see there doesn't seem to be any.
0: Yeah, if Johnny Depp dies of this, I'm not going to be shedding it'd as be like, many it'd be tears. Like, it'd be like yeah,
1: that's sad, but yeah, he was kind of a dick. Yeah. Um. Um, but, uh, by,
0: by the way, real quick, gonna slightly weigh in on this, uh, we'll call it a mutual abuse situation with him and Amber Heard. Yeah, I, that's I, a I complicated, new one. I know that that's
1: been around, situation. I just haven't really followed, because I don't really care about People are, stuff. like,
0: dumping on Amber Heard, but I've, it sounds have, like a... It mu- sounds like
1: she is getting most of the brunt of it, but. It
0: sounds like a mutual abuse situation, frankly, yeah. exactly. like a really fucked up relationship yeah. that didn't need to happen. And, the, and those happen. They sure do. Yeah. They sure do. So, anyway but uh but yeah so that's like there's a lot of hollywood assholes out there why did why didn't harvey fucking weinstein right this way you know
1: shit right i mean that's yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, not
0: not like a talented everybody liked him person but that's
1: (laughs) but that's exactly who this kind of shit happens Mm -hmm. to like it's just fucking well
0: no it it happens to people across the board it does freak shit happens just across the board it's just of course we notice it when it happens to somebody who's unobjectionable you know yeah
1: that's true that's true too there's yeah. something to be said for that but uh yeah. yeah it's it's sad these are all gonna be sad yeah I, I mean i know nothing about uh i know nothing about the amy winehouse so that'll be yeah. interesting for me and I, I know very little about the janice joplin uh and i know kind of very little about Jimi hendrix like how so
0: see i think it'll be interesting yeah. to dig into because we know we know that they're famous for dying at 27 right. but and
1: for being musicians right those, those but... people
0: this is kind of what I wanted to do, where we talk. Okay, who were they yeah, as right. people, yeah. and then and as artists, yeah. and then what actually happened, what led up to what happened. Obviously, for Anton Yelchin, it was a, Just a, a weird weirdness, mm-hmm. but um, you know, for a lot of them, it's going to be death by misadventure, as they say. Yeah, so.
1: yeah. Well, this will be. I think. I, it, yeah, it'll i be I've, got, to, I've got something in mind. Yeah. It's not going to have. I told you yesterday, okay. it's not going to uh, have anything to do with this, but yeah, yeah. I, I'll do the, uh, I'll get around <laughs> to the, the Kurt Cobain one.
0: Okay, yeah, I was going to say, let me know if you want to claim any of them, so then yeah, I'll do that
1: one, because you were only, yeah. what, probably nine or ten when that happened?
0: I was nine, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you wouldn't really, yeah, I, do, I have I, a pretty good memory of it. I don't think I heard a Nirvana song until I was like 20, <laughs> so, that I remember. Sure. You know, so.
1: Well, uh, I guess. So
0: that was the death of, well, that was. The 27 Club Part 1, Anton Yelchin.
1: And this has been another episode of All Bad Things, our first and hopefully last COVID (laughs) edition. Yes. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week.